passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door, bumper, clear. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. I'm TJ Majors, and we're back from Road America to react to the weekend of road course racing. We'll talk Austin Sendrick and Matt DiMenedetto's battle, long-ass cautions, and track house buying Chip Ganassi Racing. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the... 22 cup car, no truck this week. No truck. No truck last week, got a truck this week. Uh, Brett Griffin, spotter for Jeb Burton last weekend, AJ Amendinger. Shout out to Joseph Hornick, who sent me a bottle of Whistle Pig 12 year old World Rye. Sent everyone. Are you? Sh- he sent everyone. It's my, I was going to say, my name's on there, too. You guys got to come to my house to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back it's to your house ever again. By the, time we, by the time we get there, <laughs> I'm not. Your house is off limits. What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton this weekend. I don't think I do a truck race again until September, so that'd be awesome. Hmm. Uh, and um, you're maybe, what? Maybe slightly intoxicated. <laughs> I couldn't tell considering how I long mean... it took for you to do that intro. <laughs> hey guys, Casey Vote here, and I'm sober, so of course we can't forget our amazing producer, Jason. Thank you. So Happy what, birthday, what, America. What does what Casey Boat and Jason Schultz do on July 4th yesterday? Well, I was in Florida with my family and flew back early specifically to hang out with you guys. So. Dang, that's so dedication. Lucky. We've never seen that out of you before. Congratulations. Jason, and how many white claws did you drink? Long Zero. it take for you to be a <laughs> jerk. Sorry. Uh, you can't. Hayden's here. I know. Here. I'm sorry. Our buddy Kyle just, Rush from Offer Pad and his son Hayden are here, and Casey's the first one to curse. Well, way to go. Brett just rings out of me. So <laughs> sorry, guys. I will do better. <laughs> Jason, what did you do on July 4th? We're running the tab. How many white claws did Freddie drink on 4th of July? Morning? I did not drink any white claws, but I might have I, drank. I bet you wouldn't even know an you entire did. bottle. <laughs> no. How many? So you don't people, even know. How many people were drinking that Casanova last night? Me and you? Uh, Probably. 
and we just got a picture of the empty bottle. So <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, the problem is we went to Dog Treat Dave's last night, and the second I walk in, it was his son Christopher's birthday, who's obviously Just 20, turned 21. Just turned 21. Oh, gosh. And it was – I walk in to – Dave says, Freddy, and then 30 college kids – Start chanting Freddy, and I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. So y'all remember that movie where uh, Frank the Tank? Yeah. That's old who Freddy school? was last night. Was that old school? That's old school, yeah. 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 yeah that, that was that me was, yesterday. That was and so then, you, uh, and then Dave's problem is Dave at all times has 47 bottles of Fireball in his pocket and just pulls them out every three, three to four seconds. And you have to do one. You have to do one. You have to do one. So I enjoyed the 4th of July last night. Did you night. streak? We're going streaking. You go to KFC. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> Everybody's doing oh, it. Anyway. Well, Road America. we know that Chase Elliott dominated yesterday, and Hendrick is once again back on top. But do you think this was a win for NASCAR? July 4th, packed house. I sent Chase a text last night and just congratulated him on uh, taking Lewis Hamilton's job in F1 because <laughs> obviously he's the best road racer in the world, TJ. <laughs> I mean, a guy can't be beat at a road course. Rain, shine, whatever you want, <laughs> wins no matter what. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a road course domination like this. You know, you go back and look at, you know, road course ringers to us back in the day were like Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, and them guys, and they only won like, they only won like three, four races. Like it's but not as many. And this guy, sure not six out of eight. This dude wins like four a year, and. I don't know if, like, the entire sport has gotten better at this, but you remember, like, back in the day... The ringers. Boris said and Ron Fellows can jump in the biggest box they had and run top, top ten. Seven. You yeah. know, like, yeah. like, then they run good. Boris said didn't qualify for the Xfinity race. I don't know what he was driving, but he didn't make the race. Like, I don't know if they're getting worse or everybody in our sport just got a whole lot better at this. I but, think the cars back then, though, I think they were a lot harder to drive as well because you... And I was thinking about this. You see guys come in that don't have a lot of road course experience. And I'm, you know, a young guy like William Byron doesn't have a lot of road course experience. Do as fast as as can be. Um, and he, I don't know, I just think the cars are easier to drive now than they were back then. Obviously, with the, with the amount of downforce they have, and they had as much horsepower back then and way less downforce. So you know the things are going to be on top of the racetrack more sliding around. But... Um, it's still pretty impressive to see guys like William Byron and them come in there and be as competitive. But again, those you could tell the fast cars rose for the. I mean, that's what I, the fast cars found their way to the front. So like you, I was looking back and you look at look at Ross, look at look at Tyler Reddick. You can see what we've talked about for months now. There's a so, common denominator yeah. with all the names you're mentioning. Let as me well. tell you something that I've noticed. Because I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I noticed. Lap ten, all the Fords were in the back. Every one of them except the 21. I mean, all the big-name Ford drivers. Yeah. I'm talking the 2, the 12, the 22, the 4, like guys you don't expect to see run at 20th or run at 20th or on back. But, Casey, to your point, uh, Wisconsin, man, beer-drinking, cheese-loving, gun-toting, God-loving, fearing American badasses <laughs> up there. That? Like, these guys are my people. I'm tell- I could leave right now, move to Wisconsin, and never come back here. Cause those it, was people- a fun- it was a cool area. Yeah. Like Dude, I packed the house. Would you say Fond du Lac or yeah. uh, next to the Mercury boat plant that was like three miles long? We were like, at we were in Sheboygan and 
I would get in a lot of trouble if I lived in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. I even, what was that guy's name? Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's, Dave's Who's Bar. In. Dave's Who's In's a nice little place to go eat and hang out. Uh, there wasn't a wasn't a lot in Fondue no? or whatever you want to call it. Fondue Lock. Uh, there's big I did get end up going end up going by the, the Johnsonville. We plant. I know, going yeah. to the airport I passed. I passed that's what yeah. I saw. You, you saw I that? am a hot Italian eating Johnsonville loving some. <laughs> So let me tell you something. When I went by that plan, I was the wheel was jerking out of my hand. I, I, rolled the, I rolled the windows down. I had my head out my window like a dog. I was like, just let me smell a damn Johnsonville brat right now. They've got an interesting sign. They have a huge sign out front that technically says brat. I mean, if you think about it, it, it does. It says brat. It does. I mean, but, I mean, they, but it's obviously brat. But. Yeah, that's true. Same, same. So you like spicy brats. Yeah, <laughs> that is awkward. Okay. And on that note, hey, it's what, a great area. I, so, I enjoyed the atmosphere there. Oh, I, like you could not. I mean, how many? I think it was like sixteen hundred campsites were is completely sold out. So I don't know about you guys, but I saw a lot of I, tweets so, on Twitter of some pictures, some fans. <laughs> we had I on. Uh, I don't know what day it was, but. Some kid walks up and he's got his own airbrushed yeah, door nice. bumper nice. clear T-shirt. Right? It was pretty nice. So he's like, Freddie, will you sign my shirt? So I said, yeah, hell yeah. So I signed his shirt. I said, if you want, TJ's right over here. He'll sign it. And he said, well, no. He said, TJ <laughs> sucks. And I'm like, oh. That's uh, how you should have signed it. So then I think TJ eventually then he, signed then it. Then he asked me to sign it. <laughs> so but the, 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 the new universal call for DBC fans is TJ sucks. Like I was walking up the steps on Sunday and they just started screaming TJ sucks. Well, some guy, One guy said that then offered me a beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little early for that, buddy. We're getting ready to race. And uh but, but I like it was the area I thought was great, but I do um to what you Mentioned Casey, I I still miss Fourth of July in Daytona. Um, I miss that weekend there. To me, that was it. Felt weird. That was a, a tradition to me. Was Daytona Fourth of July weekend. Um, there's just something about being on the roof and you can see fireworks down on the beach the whole way down. And I've just always liked. I've just always liked Daytona Fourth of July. I just think it fit. I don't know. I just think it fit good. Not that there was anything wrong with that place, but Daytona Fourth of July was tradition to me. Yeah, I grew up my whole life going to Myrtle Beach, 4th of July, and then obviously my professional life going to Daytona Beach. It didn't feel like July 4th last week because we no. didn't go to Daytona. Yeah. Um, but, hey, man. It, or uh, last year as but, well. But, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Like, when you go to a new place, I mean, a cup race in Wisconsin, obviously, congratulations to Road America. Congratulations to the state of Wisconsin. I hope the NASCAR brass got out and walked around that racetrack on race day and saw the culture. Right, because to me, the best culture we have in sports, Watkins Glen, Road America, Talladega, and Michigan. And when you look at those four experiences, nothing else duplicates that. So yeah. we need more of that. We need more of that that synergy, that energy, the way those fans brought it, man. What a it awesome was a good place. atmosphere. I, man. Thought, I thought that was a great fan experience yeah. because you've seen that I don't know who rented these golf carts, but somebody made a gazillion dollars. There was two golf million carts. golf carts there. And but like they were all Wish decorated with red, white, and blue tinsel and American <laughs> flags and everything. Yeah. Like it was awesome just I mean, to see the crowd. Bob had a great point too. Our, our good friend Bob. Oh, he Bob. he mentioned you know July Fourth in Daytona, super hot, sitting on bleachers. Like it, 
I feel like Road America was more of an experience, I think. You know, a great test run for NASCAR because you can camp out, you can barbecue. It was just different. It's a night race, Casey. What? Daytona was a night race. I know, but like... Every- <laughs> you guys are always going to shut me down. I, 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 I know think, what you're saying. You're I think job. that it was just something that was a good test for NASCAR. I think it was different. And I thought from the broadcast standpoint, it looked really cool. Well, just the, how full that entire track was. It was nuts. The best part about the July weekend in Daytona back in the day was is we had an off week leading up to it. <laughs> that was, the, And then I think maybe they figured out that that was a really bad idea. One of my best memories was <laughs> Dale Jr. ran an 11-bedroom house down there by that lighthouse. What Was that Ponce Inlet? Ponce or Inlet. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun week. That was the week before we went. Well, we were in Daytona. Well, we obviously. used to go that week. Like we used to leave, would race wherever we did, and then would leave like that Monday or Tuesday. And then Kelly or, would get the bill for the damages. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't Poor even want to know, man. We've had we've had glass tabletops made. Like yeah. I actually had a number in my phone of a guy that did that because we needed to call him so much. <laughs> <laughs> His name was TJ too, was, and he was also the limo driver. TJ was if you wanted if you wanted McDonald's at three in the morning, TJ would go get you McDonald's. Yeah, did you have that? Did yeah, we yeah. had the same TJ guy. the limo guy. I, yeah. I literally went outside. I woke up and I had a headache, couldn't find an answer. I walked out and this dude's in the driveway with a limo. He took me to a Seven Eleven gas station <laughs> in a limo. But, in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> but the same guy would turn around and come and get get you at yeah. night in a forty passenger bus, a Trailways bus. Yeah, and I'm like, well, how many people's going tonight? <laughs> He literally only Just left you. for, like, I don't even know. I don't think he left. I don't know if he did, man. <laughs> but, yeah, it was. Uh, he was a long-haired ponytail yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he's still guy. alive. Yeah. I don't know. He was. He saved us plenty of times. I'm no matter sure. what you wanted, he went and got it. Yeah. I need some of that in my life. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> well, <laughs> but what you don't need is a check for $25,000 in damages that we did no, everywhere. Just give it went. to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I I had a few questions submitted by fans. I think last week you mentioned there was a cheese curd stand right below you. Wait a minute. How many? What is the difference between a cheese curd and like a cheese stick or whatever? Mozzarella Uh, mozzarella stick. It's the way they do the cheese. The cheese curd is superior. Cheese curds are usually cheddar. cheddar Okay, so it's cheddar cheese and it's just like balled up. When you eat it, it's squeaky. Not when you fry it, but when you eat it raw. It squeaks when you eat what it. What was your question, Casey? <laughs> it's a How lie. many did you eat? I did, I'm on a Brett diet. It's on a I diet. Five. I ate five cheese. Five? Brett, Brett, he did have five cheese because we counted. Uh, did I didn't have any. Did you eat enough for him? Brett picked a holiday weekend to start a diet, which was really <laughs> smart on his part. Um, you look great, Brett. Thanks. Yeah, Good job. I thought you looked skinnier today. Yeah, dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually didn't eat many cheese curds myself. I don't know why, but well, the first place we went, they had garlic ones, which those weren't good. No, but then at the racetrack, I'm telling you right now, the racetrack has the best cheese curds in America. Clayton Hughes brought down a, a whatever a container of cheese curds, and they were pretty good. They're but amazing. I had like two. Yeah, I, we didn't. I didn't eat any track food at all. But I heard I the smelt it though. It so smelt amazing. I was told that all the vendors, all the different places at the track are operated by different local places nonprofits. so they like all the lions club and yeah. and they get like i don't know what like they give the track 10 percent, and the rest is theirs it's their fundraising yeah a lot of tracks do that it's which amazing. is great so for... that that's really cool I, for... I had a laugh so like all weekend us included everybody was how awesome the atmosphere is how awesome road america is the or surrounding area and then i read i think it was saturday i was leaving the track and i read jeff green says 
hey, Road America, your $8 cheeseburger sucks. And I'm like, well, it's not. It's one stand he went to. What? Why Be- do you get a cheeseburger? Because You're not supposed every, to get a cheeseburger. Like, Dude, I saw By people us. eating corn on the cob. Like, oh, the, that corn? T- there was two things I regret you, not getting. One? No, I didn't. Uh, I want there like they I had like you were. I was gonna, but I never got a chance to go up uh, there. The line was always super long. Yeah, but it it's was a good problem. Corn on the cob, like fresh corn on the cob, grilled, and then uh, what was the other? A uh, root beer float. They had oh, the most. Ama- Joey Campbell had six and of Stevie them. Stevie Reese came down there with one, and he's I don't know what he said. He said something. Oh, it looked amazing. Freddie, the way you talk about food from Run <laughs> I, fat joke, I hope, Casey. No, I, mean, I, don't you, I hey, hope find, you talk about Megan that find way. Find you a man that talks about you yes. like Freddie talks about that root yes. beer float. You, your eyes just lit I up. I always talk about Dude, Megan that way. What as, are you good as, about? as good as the food was, the qualifying format was. Yeah. Are and you we will definitely talk about that Not one. as good. We will definitely be talking All about right, that one. Let's spot go on, spot, spot on. Spot on. So before we get an started. with it. <laughs> yeah, we know. I mean, I was 14, but. Before we get started, we can't forget to hear a little bit more about our incredible presenting sponsor, OfferPad. So, Jimmy, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPad awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPad, it's a lot more home selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people bump into anyone home selling with OfferPad is awesome different request your free cash offer today at offerpad.com door bumper clear fans listen up we're going back to racing atlanta this weekend and our presenting sponsor OfferPad just so happens to have a huge presence in the atlanta market if you're looking to buy or sell your home around the atlanta area you can do so easily with OfferPad. you want an awesome different home selling experience look no further than OfferPad. Log on to OfferPad.com right now and see what Awesome Different is all about. Atlanta's a fun town, man. Big sports town. You got the Braves, you got the Falcons, you got NASCAR. We know you'd love living there. Get the process started right now by requesting a no-obligation cash offer on OfferPad.com. I know this for a fact. In less than 24 hours, you'll have a cash offer in your inbox and be set for your move to the Atlanta area. When asked what you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. is for Brett. Chase Briscoe's radio says, I don't get it after not being allowed to finish the cup qualifying lap when others were allowed to after the 23 stopped. Spot on, spot off. Uh, I get it, right? Um, so 25-minute session. that You had 23 minutes to go out there and run your lap. The way the cautions fell was untimely, obviously, for this bunch. But here's what I didn't understand. Go as soon as the track goes green and you don't have a problem, right? So so, so I will say this, spot off for this qualifying format. I'm anti-40 cars being able to go out there at the same time because the odds of something happening are very high. I'm a huge fan of single-car qualifying. I'm a huge fan of European group-style qualifying, which is five cars on the racetrack at a time. You can't put 40 cars out there at the same time and expect nothing to happen. And maybe they want drama. Maybe they want things to happen. But the qualifying format was an epic fail. We have got – why would we go back and do this again? Like, you've got guys out there coming up to speed. You've got guys at speed. And they have fixed the problem of guys being on a cool-down lap, right? But still, there's, there's too many dynamics out there 
that and, and I mean to, to Chase Briscoe's point, who was out there? Briscoe or Elliot? Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. Yeah, Chase Briscoe. So he's out there. Caution comes out. He's screwed. Okay. People say, well, you can go again. No. Well, you got to come back in. You got to cool your motor down. Unfortunately, you've knocked the goodies your off tires. your tires. It's a long. You knocked, knocked the goodies off your tires. It's a freaking four mile racetrack. So you come back in. You do that. You go back out again. The yellow comes out again. But here's the biggest epic fail of the weekend on the qualifying side. The fastest lap time around Road America in qualifying was two minutes eleven seconds. After the caution flew at the end of the session, there was a minute and fifty seconds left, which means. When NASCAR says the track is back green, you have to take the green flag in order to be able to complete your lap. You can't complete a 2 minute and 11 second lap in a minute and 50 seconds to be able to even get the green. So, huge fail on NASCAR's part to even restart the session. There's no way in hell anybody can make it. Who's the bigger idiot in this situation? NASCAR for throwing the green with a minute and 50 to go. Or the four guys that hauled ass off pit road and put a lap on their tires knowing that they can't get back. Here, here's here's why the four guys are idiots that, that tried, uh, Freddie, to your point. Number one, the way that pit road ends and the way the timing line was started, maybe they thought there was a way to get there. Okay, maybe they thought that. It, right? got, it was close. They were, they were 10 seconds short, right? But, but regardless, when we come to the green and qualifying at a four-mile racetrack, what do we do? We go very, very drag slow shoot, yeah. to drag our to, to keep the goodies on our tires. So what those guys didn't think about is when you're going that fast for the four miles, even if you took the green, your tires are going to be shot. But no, to your point, Freddie, the bigger idiot is whoever said, let's go back green in a qualifying session that nobody has time. It was a complete waste of time. But if you're Chase Elliott, you have to do that, though. You have to try because I'm not saying no, you don't, you don't try. have to I mean, try. He didn't, he didn't have a lap at all. He so still he, didn't have a but lap. I, I, I know, but I'm saying I'd, though, I'd still rather have that lap back. I'm, you're not going to make it. Stop! Don't try. Well, There's I know no that. I'm just saying. I'm it saying ruined like, Chase's day too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, poor guy had no. no I think. <laughs> um, I think you're allowed, and I'm not sure on this. I think if you're not in the final group, you can put tires on. I don't think so. I think you can. No, we started the race on the tires we qualified on when we didn't make a lap. Cup Cup got to change tires after qualifying. Xfinity did not. Yeah, I think you do, and I don't think the top ten do or top 12, whatever it is. I don't think they do. I think it's the, I think you can if you're after that. I admit, that's news to me. I'm pretty we'll sure because I asked. I'm just telling you to go green at a racetrack with a minute fifty seconds left when it takes t- over two minutes to get back around was stupid. My biggest thing with this qualifying qualifying is, it's qualifying is completed. You all had an opportunity. We're going to the next round. It so. Say you Sonoma, for an example. We can see the cars 90% of the time. At least. And then if we have a second spotter or a third spotter, we have the whole racetrack covered. We had four spotters here, and there was multiple corners that we didn't have anybody. So if we have blind spots like that, especially during qualifying, we don't need to be out there in groups, like Brett said, of all different plans you know guys leaving guys on a hot lap guys not on a hot lap you know dragging feet to 12 to go for green yeah you know we don't if either single car qualifying or the the arca can style of we've got five cars we tell you when to go you we get released off in whatever five second increments or whatever it is and you, and and, you do that and, based on practice speeds. yeah and you go like and but you have to go so that eliminates at least you would think and if somebody wrecks you know, if say, or not Rex, but like say our problem, we you know we broke a transmission, so now we get off the racetrack. At least you know who's on the track. You know who's coming back to checker flag. You can let them guys fit. We're you know we're obviously you don't want to leave a car sitting there, but we're off the racetrack. We're in the grass. 
you can let that entire group come, finish their lap, and then say, okay, now we're going to put it out. You know, 23 well, is broke on the What I track. would do is, you know, I would do the group deal, but when you complete your lap, you're going to go down the hill into five, and you're going to loop right back up to pit road. You're not going to run the rest of the track. That hmm. would cut off a couple minutes of every group. And then as soon as the last guy turns off down there, send the next group. It's just, you know. It, that we don't need knockout qualifying at a road course. We need one session. Go out there. Whoever's fastest wins the pole. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Stage one caution in Sunday's cup race lasted 22 minutes. Freddie. This, so, listen, I love to give NASCAR crap at all times. But Never this was it. the worst possible situation for them. The the caution coming out with three to go in the stage because uh, I think the 78 drove off into a sand pit or something. But now they don't have a choice. They can't open pit road because pit road is technically closed for the stage break. So they have to run three caution laps around the racetrack. And it just obviously the place is 12 miles long, so it takes forever to do that. I thought they did a good job, aside from this one time, of opening pit road as much as possible, you know, often as possible. They were pretty quick with it. Everything. The one time that drove me insane was we had a, it was a stage break and we're coming up 13, 14. They go, we're not going to open pit road because everybody hasn't caught up yet. Well, guess what? That's their problem. You know, if you didn't so catch up. I, I saw that, and those guys were the guys. The guys that weren't caught up weren't going to pit. Were the guys <laughs> that weren't going to pit. And I don't know. Here's what I want to know is, and I don't, I, I don't know the answer to this, is if you got guys that are way back, creeping around, I make my pit stop. If I get to the end of pit road and I blend out before them, do you, I? You're, you're not be supposed behind, to. You'd be behind them. I, but what if they're not maintaining? Remember you know, the Brad Keselowski thing at Bristol? Where they f***ed that up so bad? Yes. Same thing. But I'm saying, like, you can't, you can't leave you're pit road and if, come you're out saying of here, guys. You're supposed to maintain caution car If pace. they're just creeping around, saving and not, I mean, they're they're honestly hurting the whole situation because NASCAR can't roll safety trucks at certain points I, and things I, like that. I, we, we make up a lot of rules in this sport, in my opinion, on the fly. Like Jeff Gordon getting in the chase as a 13th car in a 12-man field. That was on the fly. Whether you fault. agree with it or not, your fault. whether you agree with it or not, that was on a fly. <laughs> why didn't you stop the minute this happened and you saw the scenario was playing out? Why didn't you say, "Hey, the stage is concluded. This is it. We're not going to have a chance to go back green. Pits are open. Boom, boom, boom. We're doing all these things." Because to Casey's point, twenty-two minutes is more than an NFL halftime. What was the shortest caution period? Fifteen minutes. They had to be over twelve minutes. Had to be over ten. You can't have an NFL halftime at every single caution at this big ass racetrack. They got to fix that before we go back. Because you know what I do during halftime? I change channel. That's my. That was my point of you cannot consciously delay your pit road opening a lap because of what other people are doing. Like that's their problem. If if we if we're coming around and you open pit road, we did run a lap extra because they weren't caught up. Yeah, like they weren't. They said it. Guess what that is? That's five minutes. I gave them credit because they said on the radio, "Oh, guys, the 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 field's too spread out. We can't pit this time." One, those guys that are dragging ass aren't coming to pits. They they just short pit the stage to stay out here to stage break. Yeah, so they're not coming to pit road. So for one, we shouldn't even worry about them. And two, if you're not caught up. That's your problem. They've already ran two laps on their tires, and that that was huge too. By the yeah, way, you could uh, tell the difference. But I don't understand why. Why not just look when that guy's stuck? Okay, guys, we got two laps. We're going to red flag it here, and then you go green, then and you double up, red flag it down the hill into five, and then go green the next lap as soon as that guy's out of the way. 
Speed it up some that's, way, yeah. somehow. Is, I don't care if the pace car runs 120 pit miles an hour. Closed. We cannot have 20-minute cautions. Pit road's closed, so you don't have to worry about somebody pitting. You get that car off the track, as soon as he clears, or as soon as he's about to clear, you start rolling him and go green that lap. Uh, you got to do something. And, yeah. and look, it's the first time there. Yeah, it's going to be learning, some learning it, things. It, it, but, but in general, we cannot do this. I mean, we've talked about it road courses before. We need shortcuts. I mean, when you look at turn five, you can get from turn five directly to turn 13. Build a fucking bridge. And let the cars go over the bridge under cautions. You've got to do something to so show these So I look at something like the Chili Bowl. I notice they do this type of thing there. When there's a wreck in one end, they, they cut, they it cut in the, the infield yeah. and let the people. Got to do something. Yeah, they they just cut the track. I mean, in it half. depends on the track. You can't. Yeah, I know. Do it for everything, but it is it is does keep things more consistent. I give I give I saw this week Larry Max on board with us. Did you see that the video yeah. uh-uh. of he's on board now with the no stage break cautions. You know just. Throw a green checker at the, at lap and keep going fourteen, but keep digging. Yeah, so it's good to good to see Larry Max on board. Well, we went to see Larry Max last night, but he was he in was, bed. He was sleeping. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, that's what I, when I said we went to Larry's. That's who Larry. That's Larry. I was talking about. <laughs> but you didn't know you were at Larry's. No, I knew. I no. knew I was there. I didn't no, know we didn't. were there together. You started this off where saying, "Did I go? Was I at Larry's?" You're like, "I don't no, know." No, no, no. I said, "Was he, he at Larry's?" I said, "Was he at Larry's?" You're saying this to somebody who is still not sober. I so. knew I went to Larry. I said, "I went from your house to Larry's," and he said, "I went to Larry's too." So I, that part was a and little. Then you questioned your area. Then he, you questioned if you were he, at Larry's. Freddie oh. left my house to go to Larry Max's house, and he doesn't even remember being at my house. So we. We already got a problem. I remember all this. I don't know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Your poor wife. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And and there's really no shame these days in in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Oh, spot on, spot off to Austin Cindric and Matt DiBenedetto. I'm I'm you. I'm you. Uh, I'm Brett. Spot on, spot off to Austin Cindric and Matt DiBenedetto's hard battle for the lead in stage two before Cindric suffers a mechanical problem that forces him to the garage. TJ. Uh, spot on. It was exciting. I thought it was it was cool to see two cars up there, and especially with a uh, a young guy like it's a young guy like Austin up there leading a cup race, and you know Matt. And it's kind of it's ironic because you know Matt picks up a couple tents when he's around that thirty three car. Sometimes you know Austin's supposed to be getting in that car, supposed to be, and you know they're battling it out. But I, it was great to watch. It was exciting. I mean, I don't know how you, if you're a racing fan, I don't know how you weren't. Enjoying the battle. Let me ask you this, TJ. You're uh, obviously a Penske. I don't answer this he's question. He's not answering this question. There's a 0% chance. I know what you're going to ask. He's going to answer it. All right. You're Austin Cindric, and you're going to be a cup driver next year. And you're a pretty damn good road racer. Do you agree with that? I mean, he was Why are you running him at all these road courses? Why don't you run him at ovals where he actually is going to need to get better? I mean, it, to me, if you're switching to a new car, 
next year. I mean, a road course is our probably going to be Austin strong suit. So I don't, I think it's get his confidence up as well. Let him get out there and get some, you know, if he gets out there and runs in the top five, top 10 with guys and get some respect with them guys to start with, that's going to be, to me, that's a, you put him at these ovals right now. And I mean, he's ran a couple. Where would he run? He ran, he was running good at Daytona. He was running good in the 500. Uh, I mean, that's that's an oval, but it's not really. I know it's not. Why, a mile why, and a half, why is he not at Martinsville? Why is he not at Bristol? Because you and I both know that's the places he's going to get his ass kicked. But if we're going with a new car, and it's going to be completely, he's going to get his ass kicked. He's going either way. Did Dell Jr. Way. get his ass kicked as a rookie at Martinsville? Everybody gets their ass kicked at Martinsville. Exactly. Everybody. Yeah, and people go there. Even short track guys go to Martinsville thinking. I'm going to be good here. I yeah, I can't wait to get there. I was running late models here. I'm a late model champion. When you get to Martinsville. Get your ass kicked. When you get to Martinsville, well, except for Josh Berry. Um, but that's not a cup car. That either. ain't a cup car. Yeah, it's different. I think the road course guys or um, the short track guys can go in a truck and expand a car and be okay. But, man, the cup series there, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve, man. It's probably one of the toughest places we go to. But I don't – I'm not against um, – I think it's a good plan to keep his confidence up, and if we're going to a new car, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I feel like he can adapt the new car to a road course pretty easily as well, like pretty easily. But I don't know if I'd want to teach him any bad traits or habits that you might not might not carry over to the new car. So, and you know, I don't know what other uh, maybe sponsorship behind him says. Hey, we want to run him. We want I to. think Roger dictates what sponsors do over there in that scenario because you know why? I think Roger dictates everything. Because he's, he's <laughs> yeah. literally dictates everything. Yeah. So TJ can't answer this question, Brett, so I'll ask you. <laughs> Austin Cindric, two or 21 next year? Uh, I put him in the two. Same. I put him in the two. But, I mean, there's no – one thing that Penske's good about is keeping stuff like that extremely quiet. Brad when, they, when they got Kurt Busch from Roush <laughs> – Not next year. Literally, when they got Kurt Busch from Roush – there was not one single rumor out there that that was happening. And then, boom, the bomb dropped, and it's like Kurt Busch to Penske, and you're like, what? Wow. They keep stuff under wraps. So what bomb's going to drop? I think it dropped this week. I think it's our next topic, Casey. Oh. You're right. Spot on, spot off. Trackhouse buys the not-for-sale Chip Ganassi Racing NASCAR program. Brett. To me, um, to me, the colleague news – was like, if we look at this from a global perspective, it's like, man, that shocked America. To me, this this shocked the world. Like, I did not hear about this until the day before. And even when I heard about it, I was like, well, Ganassi ain't for sale. Now, now RCR, we had heard they were for sale when Colleague was shopping their charter deal, right? So, man, you didn't hear that they were for sale. So I was like, nah, this ain't going to happen. And the day of, it's like, boom, here it comes. Holy cow. I mean, you literally – here's the biggest shock to me, and, and TJ reached out to Justin – Today, we wanted to try to get him on the show, or he reached out to him over the weekend. And Justin uh, Justin may have been our first guest ever on Might this show. He won an Xfinity Series race in the rain, and we brought yeah. him in Ohio. way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, Justin, I'm a huge fan of Justin Marks, a huge fan of Ty Norris, um, but they just completely shifted lanes here. They were in the business of subleasing a Cup Series team from a big team like RCR – they were a marketing arm. They were a sales arm. They were sponsorship services. Now they've dove into, hey, we want to own top to bottom a race team. We're going to have to. They assemble. went from renters to home buyers. That's exactly what they did. They went from renters to home buyers. So should have used, used offer pad. They should have used offer pad. I don't know how. 
this thing plays out, right? Because they bought everything Ganassi has, but what's really worth anything? The charters, we know they're worth something. The haulers, we know they're worth something. There's people on payroll over there that are worth something. They didn't get the building because Rob Kaufman owns a building. Do they keep leasing that building? I'd be surprised if they do. You know, because they're a Nashville-based race team. is the hope to move this this team to Nashville, which I think is awesome if they can. But now you got to pony up and move people. Like, this is there's a lot to play out in this scenario for us to really know all the things that are going to happen. But I'm excited because we had this age problem, and we talked about this years ago on the show. You had this age problem with Roger Penske and Rick Hendrick and Jack Roush and how old these guys are getting. Well, guess what's happened? Brad Keselowski to Roush, part owner. Jeff Gordon stepping up at Hendrick, part owner. Now you got Justin Marks bought out Chip Ganassi. And Chip Ganassi, in my mind, never did a lot in this sport as an owner in terms of winning a ton of races, competing for championships. And he had some all-star drivers. I mean, he had freaking Juan Pablo Montoya, a world-class talent. You know, yeah. he, he's he got Kurt Busch right now, who TJ, I think, agrees with me. This guy's a world-class talent. Kurt Busch yeah, is Kurt one of the Bush best is. to ever hold a steering wheel. Yeah. Um, but for, he, had, he had Kyle Larson. Guess what that guy is? World-class talent. Uh, he won four races in one year while he was at Ganassi. But he never really stepped up and competed every single week for wins like the super teams do or competed for championships like the super teams do. So Justin Marks coming in and paid a pretty penny for this team. I mean, numbers are all over the map as far as let what me, he paid. Let me ask well, I mean, you Sterling this. there for – Sterling, that was there, wasn't it? He was there, yep. But that was around 40,000. Yeah, that was, that was probably had, their most Rumor was they had traction control with Lee. McCall, I can't remember. McCall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was probably their most competitive time. McMurray gets in that quick. Remember, remember he got hurt and McMurray went out and won the, won the McMurray race. McMurray wins won his the first race ever. Charlotte, fall race. Yes. What, 600, fall race. Uh, yeah. McMurray goes from driving the, the 27 ex- the, Bush car yeah. back then. Yes, to Bush years car. Cup race winner. Yes. And, I mean, out of nowhere. Yeah. So we have people on here all the time that are gamblers that are talking about how much money they've won gambling. I'm going to give you over under Justin Marks paid $35 million for this deal. I'm going to take the under, but the rumors are over. You know, just like Dale Jr., his, his, what he said, Kylie paid for charters. I don't know where he came up with some of them numbers. <laughs> $10 million each, he said. Um, yeah. Uh, well, we know his numbers can be skewed. <laughs> Uh, I I, I, I can't even go in on a boat with us. Because, again, what are you really buying here? You're buying absolute inventory. Obsolete inventory. I don't know what absolute Absolute vodka. Absolute last Uh, night. That's a new word. Absolute. Uh, But So so in terms of value, you're buying charters, you're buying haulers, you're buying some people. You you didn't get anything else. All those race cars, they're they're done. so, So they're going to the Xfinity Series, right? Yeah. Spot on for this happening, though, Casey. I think it's great for the sport. Um, I think I, – I mean, Chip Ganassi's a racer. The guy races in every freaking series in the world, it seems like, outside of F1. And, he likes and winners. He, he likes winners. And and, and, and and you know what? I mean, he escorted some of the prettiest young ladies around the racetrack I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to miss the guy. So who – I want everyone to tell me who is the rumor to take that second spot. I know we have well, Daniel Suarez. The, that's the thing is who got screwed? Who got screwed at Ganassi? Somebody's losing a seat. Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing you got to take away from this is – for the sport, you know, sport wide, we're technically losing a car. Well, you know, we're because gaining you, one, man. we're losing but gaining. I mean, you're going to gain some other, other ones, out. but I'm saying I think there's a this few is come it's a net in. loss. Yeah. I would, I, it's yeah. a net loss for for overall. I think that if they're smart, they're going to make a huge push for Kurt Busch, and that's the guy that you would have circled to go get. I think they shocked the world. I, you know, 
They've I done think, it once. I don't think it's Kurt Busch or, or Ross Chastain. I don't know. I don't think it's either one of them. Who else? I, I, I mean, look, Ross Chastain was way up on Justin Mark's list last year to be this 99 driver. How do I know? Because I talked to somebody about it. They called me. What's Ross's status? What's he doing? I said, he's a colleague. He's going to stay at college. Guess what he didn't do? He didn't stay at college. He went to Chip Ganassi Racing because he was under contract with what Chip Ganassi oh, Racing. you're wrong. And nobody knew, right? So I think right here, I don't think Justin Marks is going for either one of those guys. I think he's got bigger plans. But will they happen? I don't know. I mean, he, how, he made he made huge things happen right here. Dude, as far as, like, getting people – I mean, Pitbull, I never saw that coming either. Everything Justin kind of does is, like – Big. Bit, yeah, like, out of nowhere. And – He's always kind of been like this. He's always been an innovator, kind of businessman, like Ward of Outlaw team, GoPro here, the Motorplex. Um, he's always doing big things. So I think it's uh, – I think it's kind of – I think he's doing great things. Back, back to what we were talking about, Casey, to your point. There were four drivers at Chip Ganassi Racing and Trackhouse combined. You got Daniel Suarez, who appears to be locked in. I'd say his ride he's, safe. He's safe. Yeah, okay. he's locked. Freddie has said 100 times on here, Zane Smith was going to Chip Ganassi Racing. Okay, now you got Kurt Busch. Now you got Ross Chastain. So you have four big names, or f- three big names, and, and a fourth and guy. cross off Zane. So you got four hmm. guys, but you got two cars. Somebody's I, and I'll tell you who the, the Zane is the guy. <laughs> yeah, that, Zane. Zane's off the list, but still, he really wasn't. You gotta have in order to get screwed on. You gotta kind of have the seat in mind. You know, I already got to be there. Uh, he was pretty close. I know, but like, <laughs> but he didn't have it though. So I'm, there'll be other opportunities for Zane. Zane, um, Zane. You know, the biggest question is what's Kurt do? Kurt, Kurt's the biggest. I, name I've here. said this all since, since the last two months that Kurt is the the guy. Like if you're like every sport you look at, there's always the one premier free agent that's coming up. And this year, that's Kurt, in my opinion. It was Brad. It was Brad. Nice Brad, Kurt. you know, I still, talent-wise, if you had to make me choose, I'm taking Kurt over Brad. I think Kurt Busch is top five talent in our sport, probably. Driver, driver ability. Overall driver ability. He's solid. But here, here, here's my question. Daniel Suarez is not a great Cup Series driver. He was a great Xfinity Series driver in Joe Gibbs Racing Equipment. So when you pick that teammate, if, if Daniel Suarez is your long-term project here, you have to pick that teammate that's going to help make Daniel Suarez better. You need a Kevin Harvick, a Brad Keselowski, a Kurt Busch. Nothing against Ross Chastain. He doesn't make Daniel Suarez better because Ross is still learning these cars. Now, it's a new car next year. Give me all that crap, whatever you want to give me. You got it. You got it. If you're looking at the stability of your program. You need an A. You need an A. Daniel knows. I mean, Daniel's not an A right now. You need an A. That way, if you bring in a guy that's equal to him, they're going to compete against each other, and it's going to be – and most times that doesn't work out well. We, we deal with it with, with Jeff Burton every single week, TJ. We tell him, lean on A.J. Amendinger. Text A.J. Amendinger. Use A.J. Amendinger. You can't have this big-ass ego in this sport anymore and think you're better and good enough. Like, you got to – look, how many people do you think Denny Hamlin made better at Martinsville? He made everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing. I say every car how, how, Why do you think Ross Chastain is so good at road courses this year? It's because he had A.J. Allmendinger as yeah. a teammate last year, and he used him, and they ran six of them. So you guys said a few weeks ago that Kurt was probably a contender for the second 2311 car. Does it become a battle for the two teams? I, I think that if given the opportunity, like I said, he's the marquee guy. 2311 probably wants Kurt Busch. Trackhouse probably wants Kurt Busch. Anybody with an available ride next year 
probably wants Kurt Busch. So it's it's going to be a competition between all these teams to make the best offer to Kurt. And it, it, it's that's what it's going to come there, down There's to. been times, as good as we all say Kurt is, we've seen him screw up two-car funerals uh, before. Like, we literally yeah. have seen him just screw, make bad decision after bad decision. Like, it's this. He normally owns it when he he's does, at the, too. He's <laughs> at the, he, he will own it. He's he at will. the end of his career, right? This probably be, will be the last good deal he get. Look at Ryan Newman. When Ryan Newman leaves a six this year, is he going to get a really good deal somewhere else? Probably not. Unlikely. Probably not. But he's all, he is somebody that can better an organization still, though. He can. In so, a different way, maybe. He can. Well, he's going to – he's going to – Ryan – But what organization a, needs Ryan Newman? I mean, NASCAR I mean, could use Ryan Newman. We talked about this. Like, oh, 1,000%. Think, they think could. Think about he has a degree. I mean – I would hire Ryan Newman. Yeah. I mean, I would. I personally. think that's the biggest thing. Like, 23 – so, my hope is, whether it's Kurt Busch or not, the thing that's going to help Bubba is a guy like Kurt or a guy like Ryan – that have been around forever know how to break down all. I mean, as long as they can, as long as as long as that driver can go to the other guy and say, "Hey, man, you know, you help me here a little yeah, bit." It, you can't have the ego and be like, "Nah." I'm a lot of that. our sport, go to that guy, use his knowledge. Use a lot of our sport is not seen, honestly. You know what I mean? Like no. the the way you break down data, the way you go through. We have pages and pages of data that come from JGR every week, and I'm glad you're joining the train. The here, the, the the just somebody that can even help you look at that and understand it and comprehend it is big for that. So if you bring it, you're not going to want to bring in, uh, like, I love Zane Smith, but Zane Smith going to the 23 doesn't do anything Terrible idea. for Bubba. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, like you're trying, if Bubba's our, you know, Bubba's the long term project there, Zane's not going to help Bubba. Like you talked about Ross at, you know, uh, Trackhouse. But if you can bring somebody in that can break down the data and, and look stuff over and go over with Bubba and, another person for Bubba to lean on for information. Like, obviously, my hope is that we would sign Kurt Busch to be the driver of whatever the number is going to be, uh, the second team over there. Just text Danny. You, you need a charter. Yeah, text yeah, Danny. Uh, you have to. Like, we talked – I told you this last week. I found out something last week that I text Brett. I'm like, man, charters are even more valuable than I Tell thought us. they were. Because, okay, we uh, – parts. You know, just getting parts for the new cars. Um if you have a charter, you're guaranteed to get the parts on time. If you don't, you might not be. So you're low on the list yeah. for equipment. You know, you're so, not a franchise player. So, you know, it's just there's little things about these charters that are popping up now, especially with this new car, that are making them even more valuable than we thought they were. If you're not a charter owner, you're not even in these meetings where they're talking about these things. Yeah. It's, it's You're at a huge deficit. Yeah. So you got to have a charter. I don't know. Maybe Denny's going to go out and buy – a 12-car team. The way, shit, Hendrick Motorsport. the way shit's going this week, I mean, you never know what's this, coming this next. Is, this is a – I'm telling you, this is a shockwave that this guy went and bought Chip Ganassi Racing. Huge. Oh, it's huge. Big time. Yeah. The, uh, biggest thing I've seen in this sport on the business side in an extremely long time. Yeah. It's well, exciting. It is exciting. It's awesome. Young blood, too. That's what mm-hmm. I love. I think this leads perfectly into our next topic – Dale Jr. says it's going to be more expensive to be in the Xfinity Series than it would be to be in Cup with the next-gen yeah. car in 2022. Because I'm going to start using the materials in the shop to build my pontoon <laughs> boat. <laughs> it's going to be costly. Spot off, TJ. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think this should be a Brett question because he knows more about Xfinity cars than I don't know what it costs to run them. Or I've talked about this with with some of the sponsors I'm affiliated with because some of the sponsors in the Xfinity Series literally say, and Casey's probably heard this before, 
I don't want to be in the Cup Series because of the perception that it's too expensive. They don't literally want their customers and their employees to think they're spending an abundant amount of money to be a Cup Series sponsor. Here's the problem with what Dale Jr. is talking about, and, and I mentioned it last week on Twitter when this tweet came out. You, if, if it costs $10 million to be in the Cup Series and $6 million to be in the Xfinity Series, which one do you want to play in? I'm going to tell you which one you want to play in the Cup Series. You figure out the modeling to be able to do that. So when you look at what Dale Jr. is saying, we can't have Xfinity Series teams with a $6 million budget and Cup teams like Trackhouse who want to go out here and do this for $8 million a team because now you can't compete on the sales side and the marketing side with what you're, you're about to offer on the racetrack. So he's absolutely right. I'm glad he raised his flag publicly. Obviously, I think Dale Jr. is smart enough to have raised his flag privately and probably didn't get a response he liked. So what did he do? Well, he said it publicly. Now guess what will happen? Somebody will pay attention to it. what about a it. charter, though? I mean, how do you – I mean, how do you go cup racing without spending a whatever it so, is? Up so front? when you look at the charter side of it, you got to obviously you know upfront capital to get in business, but that capital Which seems to be at least that, that at least ten. We we now nah, it ain't ten. I think if you look at it, let's say a six million dollars. TJ, you're buying something at six million dollars that's worth six million dollars plus, right? If we assume that it's going to go up in value over time, look at what people bought NBA teams for ten years ago. What yeah. did it do? It went up over time, right? So if you're if you're getting you know point is six million dollars, um, and, and and that's going to go up in equity, go up in value, you win. You're going to get that money back. We're not talking about you and I trying to form a charter. We're talking about people who are wealthy. I don't know what Dell Junior's net worth is, but I'm gonna guess 150 million. What's six million dollars to that guy? Ain't that much money. I. Uh... I don't know. He wouldn't even let TJ get on a boat with him. Yeah, yeah. He kind of. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even split a pontoon boat three ways. He had to go and do something else. So, and that was with two poor. Freddie, people. what do you think? Uh, you know, people. like I, he. You know, he was the first one to come out and say he wasn't paying ten million for a charter. Dale Junior's net worth, according to Google, is three hundred million. You think six million dollars a lot of money? Him? It ain't. I mean, it's still nah. A bit. No. It ain't. It ain't no money. Not to. Not. Not as. You're gonna make it back, you know. See? Like, yeah. Damn it, I want a pontoon it's boat. It's like yeah. investing. <laughs> yeah, tell him you want him to buy you a pontoon Did boat. They like, have they publicly told a story where he screwed you and Mike? Yes, Bass they told it on their show. Oh, I don't know if they told. A whole Supposedly, story. we're supposed to have a battle podcast to podcast. Like, we're supposed to talk shit about them on here now. So, or three hundred million. Mike. We need a raise. No. <laughs> shit. I think more people come up to me and be like, man, I can't believe he did that. So I kind of feel like the right message must be getting out. Can so. you start a group chat right now and, and well, screenshot as a 300 fact, million and circle it? When's this no. boat get here? I'm going on a lake today. I might take it. Go ahead, because I know. Where's you know, it at? I don't even know. I'm not. I'm Is not, it at the house, house yet? I want nothing to do with it. Is it's it at the house yet? It's at his lake house. I know how to get there I, I by think, boat. I don't know how to get there by land. Give me the keys, TJ. I'm taking that son today. I have the keys. I give you the keys. <laughs> <laughs> TJ wants you to go set it on fire. Look. If I ask you, if I go to you and say, hey, I'm going to uh, buy this um, whatever, and, and, you know, you can use it or whatever, and we're going to split it up, and um, and then I go, we're going to split it three ways, me, you, and Brett. And we're talking a $40,000 boat. No, not even. Oh, 30, maybe not. But let's saying, say 30, 10 grand each. And I'm like, okay. And then you don't even – tell anybody about it I'm like oh by the way i got a free one but you guys can use it whenever you want it doesn't it's just not the same it's at not that the same it's there, not the it same like at there's that point. some uh oh there's definitely animosity yeah here. some frustration what because is so what is davis is the same way look, Davis does when dale you, need to just buy you a boat now when you he's got 300 million dollars he should buy somebody <laughs> <something>. <laughs> i'll take the boat you don't like when you get like 
it's just not the same if you don't have an investment in it. No. When you have when you have money into it or an investment in it, you you just you don't like. I don't want to go. Yours. Use, I don't want to go use a free boat. It also then says it's like, Dale Junior six foot tall. <laughs> oh, so maybe everything's maybe everything's yeah. a little overestimated. He ain't six foot. The internet nah. may lie. He's five <laughs> ten and a half at most. Yeah, and that's in shoes probably. So he's worth so. two hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But you get my point about like. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I would. I mean, I'd not even a way. phone call. Hey guys, I got this going on. What do you think? No, nah, I just did it. I mean, that's some could probably get two free boats if he really wanted to. Nah, no chance. He's just Dale Junior. <laughs> I hope he gets three. So. <laughs> Well, that was the thing. I, I listened to the show last, their show last week, and he was like, I, "Was TJ even involved?" And Davis is like, "Yeah, you called him. Like you told." No, him. I was sitting at the pool next to him when he goes, "Hey, would you be interested in this?" And um, then he he said, "Mike." And Mike's like, "Yeah, I mean, that's why I mean, you don't? That's why you don't do anything with rich people? <laughs> do your own thing. Stay I, with the poor I'm people. Gonna, that should be a shirt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Anyway, well, speaking let's move of shirts, on. Air Freddy shirts are coming. I'm gonna promise you, Jason, if you put up. Fake pontoon on his table. I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> That's a great to. idea. You need. That's a giant. Isn't there a? Boat. What's that boat? What's that song? Buy me buy a boat. Me a boat. No, you the pontoon boat. Does not Sonny Lefford have a pontoon boat? boat, 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 boat. Uh, I don't know. You could put a Dale Junior bobblehead with it and. Dale Junior bobblehead in the boat. Yes. Driving the boat. Done. Just a piss All right. Jail. Next a week. Headless, Next week. A headless bobblehead. It's not gonna bobble much. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This was a funny video. Spot on, spot off. Bo Lamasta's first Bill Hines fight in stadium super trucks at Mid-Ohio. Freddie. What happened, Freddie? You remember? I have no idea what happened. But leading into it. I, like... This looked like this, me and Freddie fighting. This looked like the most <laughs> – like, was this the WWE? I mean – Did they plan this? Was this staged? The best – here's the best part of the whole thing. So I was scrolling back to watch the video this morning. And so I don't know if you saw this, but so we watched the video, and it's Bo Lamassis and some guy named Bill Hines I never heard of. Um, <laughs> and Bill Hines refused to take his helmet off, and this is – Bo Lamassis is going nuts. But the best part of the video is – did you see the video of Robbie? Robbie drives uh, up and oh, yeah. parks next and to watches. the big screen so he can watch it. <laughs> so he, he drives up yeah. on the front stretch and stops at the big screen so he what can watch the, the camera. Fire. The camera pans over and it's Robbie watching it. This is like a uh, this is like a Robbie type thing though, I don't man. Even I mean, know what this, this it had to be staged. The way it looked, it looked I don't ridiculous. Think you it got publicity. Helmets, I mean, it did the Bola job. Mass is not hurting for money. I know, He's probably those, up there on the three hundred million dollars. Those helmets range. are like. I love. I thought it was great when I saw the fire extinguisher, fire, fire extinguisher come into play, and then I was like, "Then he gave it back," and I was like, "No, no, you, you got it. You got to do something with it now." I don't think that when that guy slapped him in the head, I don't think it phased him much because he started jumping around like a Mexican jumping bean. <laughs> I I don't, dude. Take your helmet off. Don't. I mean, he was telling him the, to whole, take time. His, the he whole was, time. He was telling him to take his helmet off. Like. And I, I'm like, oh, that dude's a big dude. Then that dude turned sideways. And I was like, oh, that's a really big dude. <laughs> do we, Jason, do we have any idea what happened? I tried to look. There so was... I got an update. Okay. I, apparently, Bo was like skipping the jumps 
and like good move skipping the jumps <laughs> and like passing people doing it and stuff like Matt like screwing around that guy I guess got mad or whatever and I don't know if he hit him or re- yeah I did something to him and that's where it all went wrong so but hey I did I mean that was like the icky wood shuffle spike or <laughs> at the end with the helmet too it was great all the cheek awesome. pads came out of it man that was a good I spike mean, that was a good spike all what right. about the frisbee steering wheel that was that was my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> what a disaster this whole fight was. I mean, I hope two cup guys and one of them grabs the reenact it. <laughs> you guys should. Joey re-enact always it. takes his out of the car, so maybe he could be the one to throw it. He might be. Frisbee I don't that know. Thing at somebody. <laughs> I've never seen that before, but that's interesting. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including... This weekend's Road America winner, Chase Elliott. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite NASCAR driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. For more than 20 years. Let's head into Reaction Theater. Come on. Tell that guy who said that Moore Martin was a sorry driver that he can come to 539 Santee Avenue, Columbia, South Carolina, and I'll show him what sorry fucking looks like. What's up, Brett? Go Cops. I, hey. I, I hate to say this, but he sounded like a South Carolina redneck when he started talking. <laughs> I'm not surprised by anything that guy just said. Hey. Mark Martin's not a sorry driver. <laughs> that guy that said Mark Martin was sorry last week. Isn't I he? promise you, he owns that guy. That guy owns a lot of guns. Don't go to his house. <laughs> Actually, go Cox player. I love you. I'm, I'm going to Columbia next week. You want to go, Freddie? Nope. Five seven one nine. Stop, whatever that was. <laughs> Come on, Freddie. I think I'm still barred from that state. <laughs> When can we tell that story? Never <laughs> telling that story. Okay, you can't just say when can you tell that story and you have to tell it now. The last show that we ever record on here. Some I will stories tell aren't story. meant for air. Freddie doesn't even know which way South Carolina is right now. <laughs> I know which way it is because I'm avoiding that son of <laughs> like the plague. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Breaking news. Schultz is drinking a real beer at a ball game. Not a White Claw. A real beer. Where was this at, Schultz? Uh, Kannapolis. Which one, of your, which one of your friends was that? No, it was a DBC fan named Alex that I met at the game. Are you sure? And he's like, you're a drinking a beer, not a white claw. Like, yeah. Andrew Curlin. That did not sound like him. <laughs> Andrew, call in for Just me. Just make me look strong. July fifteenth, Kannapolis Cannonballers. Meet me there. I'll be Schultz, in Columbia. I got some tickets for you if you want to go. Thanks. Yeah, you. Start. Actually, I might be home that night. I might be home that night. Come on. I don't know what the hell NASCAR's minimum speed is. But I sure as hell know I can outrun Natalie Decker in a damn Toyota RAV4. 
That, it was ridiculous. Get off the racetrack. 12 please. seconds. I off. looked up one time more during qualifying. Oh, yeah. She was nine seconds off of the person in front of her. Like, it was 18. That's not that much. I think 18 <laughs> seconds from. It was. Whatever place what was there, 40-something so cars? There? I don't know where you got. You guys didn't watch the Xfinity race from where I watched it from. I was in turn six, seven, and eight. Met a lot of DBC fans. Love you guys. But let me tell you something. Every time she came by, they stood up and waved. <laughs> I didn't know she was from there. I did, too. You didn't? Stood up and waved? Yeah. No, I didn't wave. <laughs> but it was so cool because those people were so excited. And when she come by with her car tore all to hell, they gave her a standing ovation. Like, she did the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Hey, she, I mean, it's uh, a hometown. You got to respect that. TJ Bell, the new TJ, the one we like. 2.0. Um, That's 2.0. TJ by the way. 2.0, the one He's got two wins. I don't. <laughs> uh, he was spotting for her, and he said that she did a great job on Saturday. She picked up seven seconds in the race. That's awesome. That's ridiculous, still. Um, in, in five laps, could I run a faster time than her? In your rental car? <laughs> Maybe that too. I think you, your rental you, car can run nine you seconds. You could run a faster lap than that, probably. If you in give one me, I, I look. I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional race car driver. I have been around GoPro before, and I've been to Bondurant Driving School. If you give me a Ford Saline Mustang, I can go faster than she went in that car. I will say that we did a driving school in Australia. I'll bet you. Oh, I heard this story. No, no, no Hovis. You know Hovis. <laughs> yeah. I know David Hovis. Oh man, Hovis ran. Dell Junior was fastest. I was a tenth off Dell Junior, and. Hobus was only like three, four tenths, like off of like me, like that's and you know Hobus, like that's pretty yeah. impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, there is hope. TJ, you could out, you could have easily out. I think I could have easily outrun her. I don't know. I think Mike Harmon could have outrun her. Maybe we need to do a road not course. on foot. <laughs> not on foot. Can we no. do like a road course driving school here to see? Can you like, imagine a Mike Harmon foot race? No, I, I, no, I don't pay, want to imagine that. I would pay. I will up. I will front the money. A thousand dollars. Freddie versus Mike Harmon in a hundred yard dash. Are you <laughs> me? I can. You really think I can't outrun him? I just said it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> Sober. No. Did you hear the end? What's that song? Dun 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 dun. That, <laughs> oh no, no! When you guys are getting to the end, slow motion. You guys running. And you got to be shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> in a thong, <laughs> thong racing. Now it's getting interesting. Are you gonna do it for a thousand? Now it's oh, going yeah. on TV for thong <laughs> racing. Yeah. We have a lot of segment ideas that we still need to make happen at some point this year. So I'm watching the race, and the caution comes out, ends up ending the first stage. And honest to God, I got distracted by Twitter and everything, and forgot why the caution had even come out. And then I went ahead and watched an episode of Lost Speedways and still came back in time for the green flag. So I was just wondering how you guys, as spotters at Road America, and I love road racing, don't get me wrong, but how do you guys stay awake during these caution flags? As Freddie yawns. Talladega, it's easy. It's like 400 degrees, so it's really miserable. Yeah. So you're not like sitting there, oh, this is I, nice and comfortable. I, I got to be honest. I was welcoming long cautions yesterday because I mean, I can go back and sit in the shade for a second. But at Talladega, you just throw beads around. <laughs> I looked down one time at Talladega, and this Careful. nice yeah. young Careful. That could end yeah. in a few different ways. This, this Look, nice young lady behind Casey just was flashing oh, okay. the, the racetrack. No, she flashed a racetrack first. first. Yeah. And Billy O 
was the one that said, <laughs> he said, yo! And next thing I know, the whole spotter stand got flashed. I was spotting for Tommy Baldwin on Channel 2. I said, hey, Tom, look down. And he's like, is that what you son of do up here all the time? She had the prettiest pair of shoes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I didn't even know she was wearing shoes. <laughs> Okay, well, our goal of keeping this G-rated. I was looking at data. I was, I, really really data. Anything. I was looking at data. Uh-huh. <laughs> engine, engine number nine took that car straight to the front of the line. That guy, Chase Elliott, took him to the woodshed today. Happy Fourth of July, America. God bless NASCAR. Brett, wish you guys would have finished second place. That would have been great for you. TJ, your driver sucks, and also, Freddie, your driver's Bubba Walrus. That's all I can say. <laughs> Bubba Walrus. Uh, it's, uh, he started off pretty good there. I thought we were going to get like a poem, I engine we engine were, number nine. And then he, when he did that, why, that I thought he was, because didn't Noah have an engine issue? Yeah, uh, in, in practice. practice yeah. yeah, didn't hasn't he had engi- engine issues like at the last handful of road courses I or something know. too? I thought that's what he was talking about but yeah i mean i'm don't deny who walrus. won no songs this week jace i think people were partying for the fourth of july so we did not I don't get many blame those calls. The, i mean that would be the best song i don't blame them no all right well to leave an audio message 24 7 don't forget to go to anchor.fm backslash dorm clear and cl- click the message icon we'll continue playing the best ones each week on the show offer pad question of the week Brett, I think this is a good one for you. Oh, what is it? <laughs> this is, if you knew what you're getting ready to ask Brett, this is not a good question for Brett. How would your wives describe your cleanliness at home? Do oh you keep God. things clean or messy around the house? Oh. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I have OCD, and so I like all of my shirts. I, all of my shirts in my home are hung up. I don't have any shirts in drawers, and they're color-coded in my closet. Um and if you walk to the other side of the closet, it looks like a bomb went off. Mm. So I have I a heart. I, I I am a. I like to keep things neat, and I can't stand when I go to get something that's not where it's supposed to be. Like even if it's something small, like my meat thermometer. Um, <laughs> if I go to get that thing and I go to stick it in my meat, and I can't figure out what temperature my meat's at, uh, I get mad. So it uh, the cleanliness of my home. Thank God for cleaning service. I got to uh, I got to agree with Brett on this because <laughs> I am a neat freak too, and I can't stand when I have this nice shoe rack and I come in there, and there's three pair of shoes all just kicked all over the ground. Why? There is a shoe rack directly in front of you that you stopped at. Okay, I have a bone to pick on this one because you're both, one of them. Okay. Both of you guys say that your wives are. Less OCD, less clean. No, nah, she's sloppy. I mean, does it? <laughs> does, could, I mean, you both. You both have kids, so she's obviously busy. Because I have the same issue where, if you're busy chasing around your kids, how can you be okay. OCD clean? Let me tell you where the so issue is. So maybe your here. wives are just very busy when taking she comes care of to your me. Kids. First of all, I take care of them during the day. Um, second of all, when she comes to me and says, "I can't believe you know Madeline doesn't put any of your stuff away," and I'm sitting there thinking, "Yeah." Wonder where she gets that from. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Like, that would not go well in my you house. You can't. You should see my laundry room. I want to take a picture of that. My house is the same way. Megan's a disaster. I keep <laughs> try to keep stuff clean. My saving grace is my sister because she's a neat freak, clean freak. She lives downstairs and she keeps everything great. When you go upstairs, it's a co- I live in two different houses. But speaking of offer pad, huge weekend for them in Atlanta. They got they got two primaries, primary Harrison, primary on Denny. Offer pad booth's going to be out front. You're going to be able to go up to the offer pad booth. You're going to be able to give them your information. They'll make you an offer on your home, and they're going to give you a Denny Hamlin badass T-shirt that you can't get anywhere else. And the three of us, Casey, you going to be in Atlanta? Casey, As of right now, I will not go be to Atlanta. Atlanta. Sunday, I, I'm down. Sunday, me, Sounds Casey, like and, and Freddie, me, K, me, TJ, and Freddie, rather, Casey, you're invited, are going to go by the offer pad booth. Jason, you in Atlanta? No. Jeff Gluck may come by with us, too, depending on the timing. But uh, we'll, we'll tweet out something later this week. Uh, but our offer pad's going to be big in Atlanta. I want a shirt. Yeah. Well, you better plan your trip. I know. I need to try and go out there. Sounds they're, like a fun time. So They're really cool shirts, too. Like People are going to think they're funny and awesome. Awesome <laughs> different is what they call awesome it. Awesome different. Just yes. for the record, my That's house is spotless because my wife is crazy. That's not true. you got a brother <laughs> that lives there, and he's a <laughs> show. Yeah, how is your brother? Any good any good John stories lately? Is he still working? So John <laughs> good John story. Uh like he gets his own he segment. Went here. To a, he went to a party no way. with Megan on Saturday, and I haven't seen him since. So I don't know <laughs> if he's alive, dead. I uh, I hope he's at work. He's supposed to work today at Casey's. What uh, color car is he drive? Because I'll look there. when I go by. Uh he's got a white Malibu. Okay. Um but yeah, I'm assuming he's there because the car wasn't out front today. He's got a furry steering wheel. Yeah, he's got fuzzy <laughs> dice and a, and a furry steering wheel. So he got uh, spinners on it. I don't know hubcat spinners. I don't know. There's really John's just John. I mean, it's it's never ending. Hmm. Well, hopefully you're okay, John. Well, yeah, pray for your safety, right? If not, <laughs> don't call. He's me. not the first craft to go missing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell that story. <laughs> Now I, I have to know the story. We need to be. Does that have to do with South Carolina? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that mega come on and tell the story. No, we're not. <laughs> that actually would be a good idea. Nah, it was bad. Yeah. Oh well. Next, you know it's Casey. No. Casey, keep it moving, Casey. No, no, this is why I slowed it down. So, you know it's bad Brett. because both their faces are red. I'm, I'm, I'm a I really hot. I couldn't tell if right they were sunburned. It's or? no, they're, they got, it's gotten redder since we started talking about this. Yeah, let's go. Keep moving. Keep going, Casey. All right, well, if you're going to Atlanta, I want to see pictures from the offer pad with your offer pad shirt. So don't forget to tune them out because I won't be there. Absolutely. Yeah, I was really hoping to see some pictures of your wedding. <laughs> I can, I can send those too. Don't forget, go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Let me divert for one second because you talked about meat thermometer. Guess what showed up at my house this week? What? A gigantic pit boss grill. Holla. I, Did you get yours yet? No, I'm waiting to cook on it. <laughs> I've got plenty of meat to put on a no grill. <laughs> I got a, I got a, it's a 1230G. I think it's like a navigator. I think I it's got called. a navigator. Yeah. Uh, 1230G. It's it. I'm I'm just trying to find a day where I can put this on together. But well, yeah, Marty Smith up. said he built his. He built it. He didn't assemble <laughs> Did it. Did y'all he think that was funny? It. Or my or my sense of humor? Just Marty Smith. I built my pit boss grill today, and I'm like, uh, built it. Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't build it. <laughs> put it together. Yeah, There's you, a difference between pit uh, assembly and building. You make it. You just put. You just follow the directions. Yeah. But, uh, um, so no, I love all the tweets about the pit boss grills too, though. I love oh. people that are used summertime, perfect Every time day, to be used. Two or three it, tweets a day.
that time again, where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Freddie, yours first. So every once in a while, Jason will throw us some some moments that we can pick from. And one of the ones this week that I laugh at is Alex Bowman getting to the pits with his tire rub to not mess up his teammates' win, which is great. But we don't mention how he got his tire rub by driving through one of his other teammates. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know which Xfinity, which part of this you want to call Xfinity fast, uh, more than fast moment. But it's either driving through Larson or getting off the racetrack to Well, I help think chase. the fact that they talked after and Bob says they're still friends. They were so. smiling. Yes. So I think yeah. we're good. Brett. Uh, more than fast moment. I, 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 to me, Casey, there's no other answer here than Chase Elliott. I mean, a road course... Another dominant effort. Guy comes from the back. Holy, more than fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did like the – I did think Tyler Reddick did a good job yesterday. That was probably one of the more solid races that I've that I've seen Tyler drive, especially the road course. We always think of Tyler being the, the wall rider, getting it done, finding speed up by the wall. Well, there's no walls to ride here, so I'm going to give uh, Tyler Reddick – my Xfinity more than fast moment to this week. More than fast, he, he was on the pole Dakota too, if you remember. Yeah, you know that's he, right. he's been he's been getting it done. We like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what's more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. The only way to be fast on the track, like Xfinity X-Fi, is to have teamwork to make the dream work. With Xfinity X-Fi, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What a idiot! Time for Brett's favorite segment, What an Idiot. Who you got? Well, this guy is a lot of a, a this, lot this, of this, this guy. I know. I think I'm gonna surprise you guys with this. He is the most mm-hmm. underrated driver in the Cup Series to me. I think he is gonna be the next big thing when he gets an opportunity this to get in crazy not, fast cars. That are going can, all the time. You should have said you're not trying to be a d- first. I think. But I'm gonna tell you something. Usually, it's, it's really hard to go. finish your qualifying lap and then f- 
fucking wreck like Tyler Reddick did. <laughs> you want to give a guy a bunch of credit for being great. I got to call this guy out. He finished his qualifying lap, and then he wrecked. What an idiot. That is extremely difficult to do. But was there strategy there? Did he do it on purpose to keep others from beating? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I have to give a shout-out to Dylan Thomas, who sent me this video this morning, because I had a bunch of wooden idiots. But then this guy this morning – Takes the cake. He's from Pikes County Speedway. It looked like a street stock race, maybe. And there must have been some kind of wreck. And this guy gets out of his car, and he goes running the wrong way up the front straightaway and goes to kick the other guy. <whistles> he kicks his car and dislocates his ankle, breaks his leg. <laughs> like There's he's laying on the... Yeah, I got a video oh, nice. of it. Uh, but, yeah, so he... My one idiot is, if you're going to be an idiot and run up the front straightaway and try to go after... For one, I don't know if you guys know the physics of this, but if you're a human being running at a moving car, chances are it's not going to go well. Have you not watched Bobby the Bonnie kick the side of a race car? <laughs> that didn't remember that when he Bristol when he crashed and he got out and kicked his door and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that does a move." That's the that's yeah. The that's not a very smart Maya. I got to give it to the the guy that wouldn't take his helmet off, man. That fight could have been a lot more exciting if the guy took his helmet off. I agree it could have been. I mean, that's what I was hoping would happen. Yeah, Freddie's got to sweep that video out. Or, hey, you know what? I got another issue uh, for this award, and this guy is highly popular, too. I was watching the SRX stuff. Did you guys watch that? Yes. Yes. And these guys race for how many weeks straight? Seven, six, Six. or seven? Six. And they're two-thirds of the way through it now? They're four in. Two to go. And these guys that work on these cars are having to fix these things quick like long hours they're probably can't imagine yeah especially after demolition they don't have spotters as part of the problem no but uh, so the yellow flag comes out and and i see you know i'm watching this indycar guy just pile drive this other guy into the corner and just like for no like i mean this is supposed to be a fun a fun deal like i i mean bumping and banging is okay what what really happened to to you know, I get it. You're mad at that guy, but you're, you're doing talking about Ilio. Yes, you're yeah. doing nothing but causing these guys that are already working long hours to work more. To work more, and you didn't even get wrecked. I mean, I like I like the guy, but like you can't race cars. You shouldn't be using them like that. I I saw one cool I don't know it was a tweet or a Facebook post or something this week that uh, I think we even talked about it here last week. Paul Tracy's been tearing these things up like <laughs> every week. Every week. Yeah. But I saw one thing where they said Paul Tracy went and gave a, I don't a gift know, card a gift or card to yeah. every employee of t- Ray's yeah. or Tony's, whoever you want to call it, uh, for dinner or whatever. It's a good like. But Paul's Paul's apology. Paul's actually from him racing and trying. You know, like and I don't mind in there mixing it up and doing it like that. But like if when you purposely go down there. And not the rear end out of a car, or hit a guy into the wall, or, or or and rip the front end of your car off by doing it. Like why? Like just, I get it if you're racing. Paul's really had enough of Scott. I, I guess. guess so. I mean, a little. I don't even know what happened. So like, so we uh, Scott jacked him up off of four, and then Elio got in line off of two, and I think he. I don't think he. You know, I don't know if he meant like it was. He was going to wreck him. Either way, like whether the caution was out or not, yeah. like you could see he lined him up in the three, like I'm going to drive in here, and then the yellow came out, so it looked a lot worse than the day, but he still tore both cars up pretty good. But, I mean, it's a short track, man. Aren't you supposed to be – and not to mention, Scott kind of got used up to get to that point. I mean, uh, but I thought the race was fun to watch. They're a guest crew chief or mechanic. I think that was pretty cool. They had Tim Claus in. It's, I mean, maybe they'll add spotters, Brett. Maybe you'll be no, a guest No, they don't spotter. need to add them. Just leave it. <laughs> 
I think it's cool that they listen to what the fans want. Just on I think it's cool note. they interview the guys when they're racing. Yeah. Like, talk to them when they're going around. Yep. Time for DBC picks. After America, Brett, you won with Chris Buescher. Congrats. Finally. Although, Freddie still leads with a score of 10 to 6-5. I can take three weeks off and still lead. <laughs> I mean. Brett is in second, and TJ, you really need to step it up. You're third. I mean, every... Uh, Everybody I pick, the guy is leading the race and the car breaks. Well, when you hit A.J. Allmendinger yesterday getting into 14, you screwed up our crush panel. That's why A.J. didn't run worth the the rest of the day. So you can thank T.J. for that, Freddie. Let's let's make picks for Atlanta. T.J., who you got? Make sure uh, you don't drink some. Oh, man. This list is uh, dwindling. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Man, I'm going to go with – Tyler Reddick. Solid pick. I like Tyler Reddick pick. What an I, idiot. I wasn't idiot. good about that one. <laughs> I will go with Kurt Busch. I'm going out on a limb. I got Ricky Stenhouse. I think uh, I think they've shown some speed. Brian Patty had that car up front a couple weeks ago. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try him out. We'll see. Ricky, don't wreck. Don't be wrecking Ricky. You've hit too much this year. Stop wrecking. Tyler, I'm sorry. <laughs> Before we close out the show, I want to give a shout out to SMI as they are allowing coolers in Atlanta. They must have listened to you guys Holla. complain for the they, last month. They listen to us. They didn't listen to that other idiot. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Y'all he blocked, made that guy mad. He blocked us all on Twitter. That dude, not me. He didn't block me. I went and looked. That's because you didn't. You know what? Here's something. So I, I hate to do this again. I don't want to do this again, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sit back and sit my drink while you do this. So. Okay, Randy the plumber is an idiot, for one. But he goes out there and bashes NASCAR, right? Like, tears NASCAR to the ground. And then goes to the racetrack and and is in the garage the following week. Who do you think gave Randy the plumber hot passes? I don't know. Rick Ware Racing. Oh, you did a little research. That's how he got inside? Yes. You did a little research on this. How do you... If you're any kind of – this guy just burned our sport to the ground. Obviously, everybody that's in position of power in our sport, probably not a big fan of this guy. And I think they found him when he was in the garage to have a little talk with him. But why would you give him a hot pass? Why would you be the team that gets him in the garage? What an idiot. Who did that? I don't know. Why don't you call him? I mean, I, I, I hate – I don't think they're talking to me still. I just – I don't want to call him out, but they do dumb shit a lot. <laughs> A lot. They wrecked. I saw yesterday they tore a car up just they intentionally wrecked. wrecking a double zero in turn five. Yeah. That was, how, do, how can you be four seconds off and wreck? How come we didn't get any calls about Quinn? I mean, he literally just went in there. They were about wrecking in front of him or whatever, and he overshot the corner a little bit. And here comes. <laughs> here comes another I, one I got down a the tweet. hill. I got a tweet when I asked for questions for you guys. I got a tweet about him. So I'm um, – I We're got, gonna I got, be I got, nice and not say anything. I got to give a shout out to whoever decided that it was time for iRacing to come off of TV, <sighs> because I love iRacing and I love what it was initially doing. But when you look at iRacing and what the product kind of went to, it went to eight year olds racing. It went to Jesse Awuji winning most popular driver, which I'm pretty sure Freddie could beat in the most popular driver <laughs> contest. Like they screwed this thing up. They overthought it. And so I got to give a shout out to whoever at NBC or NASCAR or iRacing or whoever decided, hey, this isn't working anymore. It was originally working, but then they screwed it up. Well, that was a, that's the other thing about it is when you look at that product, 
is – and nothing against these guys, but the guys that run in the back were winning the races. They did it to to help the – the sponsors get more time because they were lo- we were we losing pra- we were losing practice so they were doing that that's why and then when they started doing these tracks the drivers cared less because they didn't why wow, I mean they're not going to go spend hours like James Davis did practice in Chicago they want to they want to you should have done tracks that were good like you Relevant. can have good races on there and they could have they could have ran some tracks that were far more competitive as yeah. far as like easy to drive but they didn't but, do but, that. but the thing is it did what i said it did it went from relevant to irrelevant because yeah. of a direction from somebody and i i personally hated to see it go away but at the same time the direction that it was going i gotta be honest they, see you later they started going downhill once we stopped doing our our, our live, our broadcast. live broadcast. Yeah, we, ever ever since then it's been for a small fee we'll come back i think it was great during the pandemic <laughs> for sponsors when i mean cars we weren't racing and I think it's still cool because you still have kids tweeting about, you know, Christopher Bell and other drivers who they get to race when they're ever on TJU too. So, Casey, to your point, hands down, the most popular thing that I love about our sport right now is miners back in the garage. You know, we had it before the pandemic. It was new, though. I mean, when I was a kid, I got to go in the garage. I was very fortunate. Um, but it went away. You know, you had to be 18 to get in the garage. Now we, we, we came back a couple of years ago with miners in the garage. That went away, pandemic, obviously. Everything went away. But now kids are back. Uh, my friend Max Major, he got to go in the garage this week, take picture with drivers. You want to develop new fans? Let kids in the freaking garage. That's why I love this sport. Kids drive NASCAR. I went, I went to the garage. I went on pit road. I was in the infield, you know, camping, having fun. You want kids, you want to develop long-term fans, let kids have that access. If love NASCAR you, doing that. I don't know if they're still doing it. I think they are. But if you look up the hashtag kids drive NASCAR, there's a ton of initi- initiatives that teams and have them than sponsors yeah, are doing to uh, help give kids more access. The STEM initiatives, like things like that. So. Yeah. Um, I, I looked down yesterday and old. I see you know what, I don't. What's Kevin's older boy's name? Do you know? Uh, he's got two. I don't know which ones were, I, were with. I him. don't know who's with. I I think oh, Max was, Max was with him. I looked down and Kevin Major, who's uh, Brett's uh, Bodie's baseball coach. I, I'm like, there's a guy walking in front of me. It looks just like Kevin, and he started waving. I'm like, that is Kevin. Is apparently Kevin. in Wisconsin, but uh, he's, he's from Wisconsin. Going back to Iris, the only thing that I am glad for Brett is now that they've canceled it. At least they let it go long enough for TJ to get a win. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on that, by the yeah, way. I forget. Two yeah, forget. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for listening. Atlanta is going to be hot. Atlanta. Hot. I mean, hot. Come back with Actually, the summer. I looked at the weather Slick. and it didn't look like it was going to be. Really? If it's 1,000 yeah. degrees, uh, I don't know that I'll be at the offer pad meetup. I looked at the weather <laughs> and it actually looked, I was expecting like 92 or something like that. What if is it, that, Hampton, Georgia or something Hampton. Like that? If it's yeah. over 300 degrees, um, my fat ass will be in the AC. But I think Kyle's going to make me go. So. It's going to be 90 sure. degrees. <laughs> Listen to me. It says 90 degrees. Oh, it does now. You're standing on, a, on an asphalt yep. racetrack. That makes it be 110. Add the humidity. Add all the things. Mm. It's going to feel like 130 degrees that racetrack. It's going to be slick, which makes a hell of a lot better race for me. Damn, Absolutely. man. It was like low, mid-low 80s a couple days ago or whatever. Not no. anymore. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. All right, we look, we'll tweet out uh, what time we're going to be over there by the off-pad booth. It'll be, I would It won't be early. It you're will not, not be early. You're not going to Knoxville, right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to Knoxville. You're not going to Knoxville at all? No. You're going to Knoxville? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jealous. yeah. Knoxville. She finished second at uh, XR. No, was that? That yeah. was Eldora. Uh, no, I'm just going to turn my radio off. Was it Knoxville or Apparently, she runs Knoxville. second when she doesn't have a spotter, so I'm just going to turn my radio off. Turn your radio off. You're on your own. You got yeah. it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you are going to Atlanta, send us your pictures with your offer pad shirts and with 
these guys at the tweet up. Have a great week. Love you guys. Thanks for all the yeah. tweets. We out. Holla. Thank you. Word. Have you been farting this whole show? No. <laughs> I can't farted yet. <laughs> Something smells like a fart. I Not one time. Comment. You would probably know it if I did. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.